Not like a nice sweet manga, you know. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and, of course, style and vibes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of the Style and Vibes podcast. And I have a very special guest, singer, songwriter, Savannah. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I, I'm excited. Your energy is very lively right now. Oh, so I have a quick story to tell you. Yeah. So I make some lunch. I have some leftover callaloo. And I fry some planting. I'm saying, oh, my love, you like planting. <laughs> I said, you can put anything in there, but I love the song. I know you haven't released it yet officially, but your, your album, your EP drops on Friday. So just tell me about how you feel. I am over the moon about it. Honestly, um, I feel like it's the best music I've created personally, you know, um, and I'm excited. I'm so very excited. You, you've had a previous EP. It was self-titled, um, but that yeah. was a few years ago. What has changed for you since then? Everything. I'm the most confident I've ever been. I learned so much in terms of music and how I want things to sound. And I put all of that into this EP. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I was, I, I had a real directing hand in how all of the visuals turned out from the EP cover to If You Only Knew, which is the first single that you see now. Mm-hmm. I'm available everywhere and the videos on YouTube to Mango that you're about to see. Yes, man- mango is fun, and I just watched the video. I think everyone is gonna love it. What I what I really love and what you're exploring is every time you come out with a new video, it kind of gives us a different side of you, almost like an onion peeling back a layer. I feel like yes. you know something about you every yes. single time you release you you release something. So is that on purpose, or you know that's just your personality? Here's the thing, the whole idea, thank you for your question. The whole idea of be somebody is about being myself and all sides of myself because we're multidimensional, right? We're nuanced people, especially women, right? Um, so I kind of just wanted to do that. And it ended up being that the EP itself, listening to it, no two songs sounds the same. And it's almost like jumping from one genre to another in a way where I feel it's cohesive though. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it should only be, you know, it makes sense that the visuals would take you on these different journeys, which are all tied to me and are all me, you know? And at the core, I kind of feel like it's very R&B. Like, I know, I know you're Jamaican and reggae and dance are in your thing. But for me, it really comes off as a soulful. And I was listening to um, If You Only Knew, and I immediately got like Nora Jones, Sade notes in there because it's the first time you I love Sade I love that thank you for that yeah so that's kind of like where but then when I hear mango it's a different side but it's just so soulful and and the lyrics are really just playful at the same time and you know you were having fun in the video um so I think that that's really cool and and I, I think you know people have the misconception that just because you come from Jamaica you have to make a certain type of sound or you have to sound a certain way tell me about exploring those different sounds I know you cite like Celine Dion everybody loves Whitney Hugh I mean Celine Dion I don't know if she knows how popular she is in Jamaica but if she come she would have shelled down the place like she need the same stage what would you do that part she need for come on the day 
can't walk a road. She no. can't go walk in peace. No. She'd be the only celebrity I feel like Jamaicans would have frightened over. Yes. But anyway, um, answering a question about um, releasing music that doesn't necessarily sound reggae or dancehall. Um, Jamaica is responsible for 15 different genres literally creating 15 different genres right so it just it's it's a little bit it'll be short-sighted to say that oh this is what you need to sound like as a jamaican artist just because we have influenced the soundscape of music for for literally for decades right um so i think that i think that's the essence of being a jamaican artist and that's to make music that just sounds innovative or or just sounds i don't know like like music just making music because that's what we do we make music and and it doesn't necessarily have to be one thing or two things Definitely. so i i i certainly embrace that having that knowledge and understanding the history of our music here i embrace that and yeah i just wrote music and however it come out it come out and i didn't try to you know fit it into the package of you know let's add this to make it more regular let's add this to make it more dancehall it's like however it came out and once i thought it was a solid track um and then with the agreement of my team up as well we just added it to the ep so that's how we ended up having the song that we did but yeah i agree with you that there's a lot of r&b influence for sure i'm, I'm i love i love music yeah. you know and soul music is a huge huge influence for me yeah yeah, yeah agreed Speaking of your team, I know you are part of the Indignation Collective. Like, what was it like you coming from, you started out as a part of a group in Digicel Rising Stars, kind of went solo, and then you're not really in a group, but I feel like you guys are kind of like a collective that kind of, yes, yes, yes. So so collective is the right word. So tell me, how how did that come about? And how has it evolved since you guys have kind of gotten together? Man, how has it evolved? We're all strong personalities, yeah. you know? So just imagine the behind the scenes of that. There's a, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of, oh, I don't feel so. And there's like, well, maybe you should. And it's like, there's a lot of discussion and a lot of negotiating. Um, but yeah, how, how did it happen? Protege linked me back in 2015 mm-hmm. and over, over Twitter, when I tried to get onto his show live from Kingston, cause I wanted to get more visibility um, and sent him a demo and he loved it. He loved the demo. He, as he'll tell you the story that he listened to like not even 30 seconds. And he was like, who is this girl? I'm a fine arm, like our vibes, I'm like our style, like our sound. So I ended up messaging me over Twitter and then, yeah, we just showed that meeting and then it's been, we've been thick as thieves then since then, or maybe not thick as thieves. But like, yeah, not team. We've been working together. <laughs> yeah, we're not <a> team. <laughs> but yeah, we've been working together since then. And um, yeah, I think that he has done his best to embrace me, just being on this musical journey and and coming to in, into myself and and being fully confident. Um, and yeah, to, up to now to releasing this project with you know RCA being on board and and and. Just doing it, you know, just expressing, just really making so music. I think for many, it might feel as if, you know, this is just coming out of nowhere. You mentioned meeting Protégé and kind of gelling with the team around 2015. It's not 2020. That's five years of just growth and, you know, 
connecting and being on the same page. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't understand that that's the journey of just music in general. I mean, you came on the scene pretty early and you've been growing year after year after year. So tell me a bit about, you know, some of the harder times throughout that journey where you kind of felt like, is this for me? Should I be doing it? Or you just like completely disagreed and you like wanted to start over from scratch. Like, what is that process? Because I feel like a, a lot of people see the end, but they don't understand like the, the struggles and what happened in between all the hardworking hours that you, I and Beyonce have at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I sure Beyonce in there? <laughs> Beyonce has more hours in her day, okay? She does, and that's the truth. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think, I think why I say Beyonce is because people feel like she just blew up overnight. That girl has been working since she was five, and she's built, she's built a career and a team to where she feels comfortable to do certain things, and she's been allowed to kind of step back. But everyone always compares like, oh, you have the same amount of hours as Beyonce. I was like, but I have the same money as Beyonce. So all we deal with, what we are dealing with right now. Um, no, uh, yeah. man, this journey, the hardest thing, hardest thing I've ever been on. But the thing is that my love for music has been undeniable, right? So genuinely when everything else seems shaky around it even like the business around the music itself um i had didn't have any doubts about music being part of my purpose like a great big part of it right so i never lost that and with every year with every test that i've gone through with every uh, trial i've overcome it that has just become more and more cemented that music is a great big part of my purpose and that's not something that I can let go. So, and, and, you know, kind of evolving, um, lesson after lesson, it just made me become more emboldened to be all of who I am. And that's what be somebody is about when, and I think that's why I love it so much. And that's why I speak so passionately about it. And I don't think I've ever sounded this passionate about the music I put out just because I'm, yeah, from from the beginning of my life till now, it's just been nonstop trial, mm-hmm. right? And I in 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 and just things that you would not believe that I have overcome. So, um, kind of being able to take full control, or just being as much control as I as I am for this project, and just even the visuals or creating narrative and being able to say oh yes, I'm Jamaican and I'm just creating music and it don't necessarily have to be this. Like all of it feels like, I don't know. It just feels like a moment and feels fated. And I feel just grateful and excited. Um, But yeah, the journey has been a a long one. It's been one where I've been incredibly depressed at points. I've, I've felt like you know, I couldn't necessarily go out to perform because there's there's a lot of self-work that comes along with sharing your music and putting it out there and having people comment on it and then having to test yourself to be like, okay, well, is this who I am? There's a lot of introspection because people have a lot to say, right? So I think with all that's happened, with all the attacks, with all the fights, with all the celebrating people celebrating me and people cheering me on too, um, this is... This is where I am now. How do you take that type of feedback? You know, I think the times are just so different in terms of 
artists releasing music and it's um, it's amazing that you have the access that you do to the public your fans critics because you can see and feel that energy immediately but on the back side you feel and see that energy immediately and if if it's not so negative if it's not so positive like how do you respond to you know criticism whether it's constructive or not because it's just part of the business now yeah um that's a good question thank you Michaela i if it's usually if it's really really harmful and damaging i don't internalize it because that's just going to only like throw me off and make me feel sad and down for way too long right because i i i feel uh, like all the time and, and too intensely i would say so if it's something that is just hit the galaxy man you know like something will just like them just a come from my neck then I will just ignore it because then it's not useful for me. It's not useful for my spirit or my thinking. Um, but if it is something that is a thing that I've already thought about or have criticized myself, then I go back into be like, okay, well, how else could I approach this thing? Because you have to be open to just adjusting. And, and that's a part of evolving as well, being open to people saying, hey, X, Y, Z, or people correcting you. So that's something that I, I love, actually. I don't like when people lie to me. I don't like when people gas me up too much either. I like honest feedback. And, so, and if that comes with, oh, well, you know, this coloring for this video doesn't look as good as it could be. Maybe you should revisit. Then I'm going to be like, I hear what you're saying. And based on that person's expertise, I will take it into consideration. Generally, though, the people who I put like their advice at or criticism that I put the most weight on are the people who've been a part of the journey with me. So, black people like Prodigy, I listen to. You understand, like Miss B, I listen to. Um, friends who work in marketing, I'll listen to. Just, just people who I know mean good for me, but also are just like critical thinkers, just mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. So that's why I respond to it. I celebrate the love too, like, because I get a lot of love online and I, I, have, a, I have a big up my friends for that. Um, I celebrate that, but I also don't let it be the thing that builds up my worth. I kind of just have a, a working worth foundation to start with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That does make sense. That makes sense. I, and I think that's good to kind of just keep that grounded and you have a foundation and you're not really looking for outside validation necessarily, but you're open to feedback. So that's kind of how that comes across, which I like. Because honestly, you will get torn apart. There's been three different times now I've been dragged on Twitter. And if I was compromising who I I am in any way, I would have for sure, like probably hurt myself because it's tough Mm -hmm. to have people tearing you down. Like it's, it's tough. So you really have to know who you are and why you're here yeah. and be able to revisit those, those like reasons whenever you're tested in that way. So studio or stage, which do you prefer if you had to pick? There's nothing like being on stage, mm-hmm. singing a song and have people react to it and then have see people like cry in the audience and see people jump up and cheer and just feel, you can see when like somebody lifts out of a mood too, Right. Like them start, you start the set and them face so on long. And then by the end, they're smiling and like grinning. And then they come talk to you backstage. It's, there's nothing like that. That sharing of energy. It's a, it's a, it's a palpable thing for me. I love that. But then I also really love the creating process. Love writing out my feelings to being like, JLL, this is a song that I'd want. This is the direction we should get Monty for guitar. 
and then listening to the mixes and being frustrated when they don't come back oh i want it and then sending feedback um i don't know each each have its has its place because you have to make sure that the performance good too in studio you know yeah stuff but maybe stage i prefer stage because there's it's different every time and there's nothing like it I think it's, it's just a different energy that you get from both. Yeah. And the I think yeah. the studio energy really depends on what you're working on, who you're working with, and kind of setting yeah. that tone. And it's for a longer space of time um, that yeah. I think people don't realize. Like, I know a lot of people say, oh, I wrote this song in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, that's great. But there's 10 more hours that have to happen after the songwriting process. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so I don't necessarily think that there's a time span in which you can create a a a great song so for you what is that process like do you hear melodies do you write first or do you kind of just go to the studio and kind of jive from there honestly songs wake me up out of my sleep sometimes like i will literally in my dream write songs and wake up and write and write a song usually if i'm starting to write a song the melody is right there with it in my mind you know um, which is how I can then record it and then give instruction to like the musicians to be like, hey, can you follow this? Or could we try this chord or this phrase? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also too, hearing a beat. Hearing a beat can really set it off for me too. There's not one way. There's not one way. I will be just be meditating or me- go on a walk. I'm going to see two people, a whole hand, and that moves me. And I put I open my phone immediately and do a voice note. Of, of the beginning of a song. You know what I mean? I'm kind of, it's just like wherever it hits me, I keep myself very open to just how songs can can happen or, or, or how I can be inspired to write a song. Because I'm just in love with music, like you have no idea, like you don't understand. I love music. <laughs> like, and I want it to find me wherever I am. Yeah. You know? That's beautiful. So what do you do when you're not doing music? It sounds like you're always doing music. But when you're not, <laughs> what are you doing? I am going to the river. I am dancing. I am hanging out with my friends. I am cooking. I am eating. I am lecturing my brother. I am calling. <laughs> I am calling my sister. I am cleaning. I love to clean. I'm gonna start a cleaning company. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm planning visuals. My name for you, Vanna's Vanity. Clean and nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, no one in a clean like we. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, all, all of those things, all of those things, yeah, dancing too, I love that. So in terms of your style, how has that evolved? I, I see you try a number of different looks over the yeah. years in terms of um, from your hair to how you dress. Like how, how would you describe your, your style journey and how has it changed? Well, it's just like the musical journey. It's kind of like really figuring out what works on my body and what I want to wear too, you know? And it, it doesn't look just one way for me. Um, because I don't know. I, I that's, that's something I really like too. I'm like putting on different aesthetics and, you know, expressing myself in that way. Like clips in my hair for no reason in the morning, if I feel like. Um, but then also making it look interesting enough or look it look good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I think I think my style is I think it's glamorous. I think it's also very street too. There's like a street element. There's also an Afrocentric element, right? Mm-hmm. Um man, I don't know. It's clean because I like clean lines. Um and I like when it's interesting too. 
I like it to be like a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I yeah, I kind of just like it. If I, if I have an idea that, oh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put some buckles on this, on this thing where you don't normally have buckles. Because me and my brother, we collaborate to come up with my looks. He makes 95% of my clothes right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, if, if I want to put like some strings on the thing, I yeah. go put it on it and then just wear it and see how I feel. Um, yeah. Because it's really about how the clothes makes you feel. Feel, you know? yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So if I feel liberated and like f- incredibly feminine or sexy or like like an assassin in, a, in an outfit, then if that's the vibe I'm going for, then I feel like I've won. What's yeah. one trend that you are really feeling right now? Oh my Fashion God, trend. I love the dusty pink. I love the dusty <laughs> pink. I love the cold neck vibes. I love that. Um, like slip dresses. I love, yeah. I love with the clips all over the hair. I love, um, I love the scarves too. Tied yeah. scarves. Um, I love pearls. I really love pearls. I need some real pearls in my life. Hopefully I can, somebody can give me some pearls. This <laughs> real pearl. Yeah. I like, I like heels. I've always loved heels though. Like still yeah. just really dainty. Yeah. But I like, Sneakers, sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but those trends, all of those trends, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you have a few, which is good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you being a part of the podcast, and all the best. I know it's going to be an amazing EP launch for you. So keep giving us good music, and we'll keep enjoying it. Thank you very much. I just want to push the people. Go on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, everywhere. EP, Be Somebody, out July 31st. Very proud of it. And um, follow me on social media. Search Savannah, S-E-V-A-N-A. Call me Savannah. Join the journey if you feel like. And thank you for having me, Michaela. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy peeps.